Nisam Bulavanaka. My name is Jeremy Lardner, and this is the Coconut Wireless Podcast. So excited to bring you our uh, our guest today. His name is Jason Lemusu, and he is a coach, a junior coach with the Blacktown Scorpions Rugby Union Club and in Blacktown. Shout out to the Scorpions. Uh, now, Jason is, um, as well as coaching, he's also working on a massive project at the moment. He's working to bring about the Pacifica Youth Cup, which is a junior rugby union tournament, uh, the uh, ranging from age groups for boys and girls from under 14s through to under 17s. Um, and he's looking to bring that about in um, November. Now, he started the promotions uh, recently in, in July, um, but, yeah, the work is ongoing, and, uh, yeah, you'll hear in the uh, in the podcast that he's um, in the episode, the interview, He's he's working tirelessly to um, to bring this to bring this about. Now, uh, Jason himself is of uh, Samoan descent, um, so people have asked. Uh, people I talk to have asked why, why is he on you know, what is essentially a Fijian podcast or Fijian centric podcast. The work that Jason's doing, um, both you know, for Blacktown and um, with the Pacifica Youth Cup, it benefits Pacific Islander people in general. You know, it, um, not just Fijians uh, and Samoans, all of us. You know, so it's it's important work that he and people like him are doing. Um, so he, his is an important voice that I, I really, really wanted to get on this podcast. And I'm so I'm so happy um, and uh, fortunate to to have it on this podcast. So I really hope that you uh, you enjoy the chat and um, you get a lot out of it. Here he is. Now, I'm on here with uh, Jason Lamusu, who, as I said in the episode intro, is a coach with the Blacktown Scorpions Junior Rugby Union team, a club, and he's also working alongside the Sydney Junior Rugby Union to um, bring to fruition uh, a really incredible project, which is the Pacifica Youth Cup uh, Rugby Union competition. Jason, first off, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's so exciting to have you on. Oh, uh, my pleasure. Uh, I think, you know, I'm grateful to, uh, to have people like you uh, get this opportunity to kind of voice our opinions and voice what we're trying to do for the community. So I uh, really appreciate this time. Oh, lovely. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, just to start off, could you just give me a bit of background uh, into yourself and the work that you do with uh, Sydney Junior Rugby Union? Yeah, I'm not... I'm not Directly working for Sydney Junior Rugby Union. I, I work in the junior department as a coach and vice president at uh, Blacktown uh, Scorpions Junior Rugby Football Club. Uh, been in the industry of football for a long time, uh, but the Sydney Junior Rugby, I have a good, good close friends there that are associated in this um, in this movement we're trying to do on November for the Pacifica Youth Rugby. And uh, the, the, they're really backing this uh, this concept and this project. Um, and, and it's really encouraging to hear uh, their support. So, yeah, we, we're just... Uh, from my background in rugby, you know, I've done a lot of these events before. Um, I've coached for many years. And just to be in those, amongst the juniors, uh, young, young, young guys... Uh, is a good blessing, you know, just to be involved in their lives and their career paths. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, just so you work, you you you're sort of working alongside, not uh, not for or with uh, Sydney Junior Rugby Union. Um, are you able to just give me a bit of background because you're you're probably better placed than myself to um, talk about um, like what what they do in in terms of um, the sort of the rugby pathways, the rugby landscape. Yeah, the Sydney Junior Rugby. Yeah. Yeah, the Sydney Junior Rugby is um, uh, the administration for all the junior football clubs. Uh, and uh, they're the ones that are responsible for the junior rugby competition to be functioning in the New South Wales area. So even though they're called a Sydney Junior Rugby, but they still cover uh, the wider scope or the wider landscape of New South Wales um, regards to uh, the country uh, in all those remote areas where rugby can be played as a junior. Sure. Uh, they're the ones that are really involved. So the senior junior rugby, um, they, they take care of, you know, all junior football uh, and, and all aspects too, you know, uh, the administration, the governing of the game, uh, how the game is played, and actually the competitions, both schoolboys, club rugby, and rep representative football. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Now the Pacifica Youth Cup—that's such an exciting initiative um, for yeah you know, old rugby fans, I'm sure. But yeah, you know, also myself as a Pacifica man and a rugby fan, um, lifelong rugby fan, I'm so happy that something like this is happening. Could you just uh, tell me and the listeners how it came about and your, what you're hoping it'll look like uh, when it happens? No, it's it's been a concept of mine for a long time, and I guess too, Jeremy, you know, uh, we, we have probably the same lines as a lot of other people and they're probably thinking of the same concept there along the way sure. for, for about some time now, eh? Mm, yep, yep. I was fortunate to be involved in a, a community called the City Samoa Rugby uh, over 15 years ago. Yep. Uh, what the, the committee um, does uh, responsible for is uh, having state interstate tournaments every end of the year towards the November months. Sure. And what we do is organize teams that want to play for New South Wales Samoa or City Samoa. And we all meet together with Queensland, Melbourne, uh, Newcastle uh, for a weekend state tournament. Yep. Weekend state tournament. And through that experience, uh, you know, I was involved with some really good rugby hits, good former rugby Manu Samoa players, uh, wow. David Seal, yeah, David Seal, really Alatoa, you know, Tassisa yeah. Volkman, and I was the young one. Yeah. <laughs> I was the young one in the community, yeah. <laughs> I never played for Bodhisattva, <laughs> uh, but I was really around some real old heads that were so passionate about the game. Sure. Uh, and really passionate about their kids trying to get a pathway. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's all it is. It's a concept where you know I've been dwelling about it for uh, a couple of years now. Yeah, um, but due to COVID and all of that, yeah, you know, I think this is the right time. Yeah. So, uh, like some, yeah, I think yeah, as you said, sort of a lot of people 
would have had the thought that, oh, yeah, no, we should do like a Pacifica um, rugby competition or, you know, people from other backgrounds, uh, you know, Indigenous. I know there's the LS7s and a lot of stuff like that going on. But, yeah, in terms of actually making something like that happen, like how big of an undertaking is it? We're going to find out on the river. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, yeah, so we, we should say uh, you, you sort of, not not you, you pass the planning stages, but this is still sort of building it up to, to happen, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're still, you know, uh, putting little pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and just getting final approvals and all of that, just to make it a, a really enjoyable event. Um. On on February early this year, or I think February year, I sat down with the president of the SJRU. Yep. And I told him about the concept, and I said, I'm going to organize a Pacifica Youth Rugby. Yeah. On November. And I said, I'm going to um, let everybody know via social media sure. uh, on July, and I'm going to build on that all the way to November. Right, yeah. Uh, he was right behind me. Good. He said that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. And are they are they giving you support as well, or like I, I know Sydney Sydney Rugby Union are with you, but um, like from the from the higher ups as well, like New South Wales Rugby and and Rugby Australia, is there much sort of? There, there's there's been some support. I haven't really officially reached out to them, sure. but I know I've done events with them in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've supported me on some of the Madusamo fan days that we've organised and um, some other uh, small projects that I've involved in. Uh, they were right behind my back because, you know, they're, they're good people. Sure. You know, they're backing a good cause. Yeah. They're back, always backing support a good cause. Uh, but, you know, you got to get things right, of you course. know, administration-wise. Yeah. Eh? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so my, my, my bit of background about me, my wife and, and our daughters, they're uh, Aboriginal Australian. Uh, so it's great you know, from my perspective uh, to see the on, on your promotional um, material that's been sort of going around, as you said, since, uh, since July, um, the Aboriginal flag alongside those of the island nations that you're looking to involve in, in this tournament, um, which brings me to the point, like it, it's... It's probably important to point out that while it is the while the Pacific Youth Cup is focused around Pacific Island rugby, it's very much an inclusive multicultural event. Do you, that that's pretty accurate. That's precisely it. Um, and I, for me, I'm never gonna um, run a, a Pacifica Cup without including our um, native brothers and sisters. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, they're, they're so important, you know, if we talk about culture, you have to involve them. Yeah. Uh, you have to, you know, uh, include them. Yeah, uh, As part of respect, if they don't, you know, participate, um, you know, you have that initial thought to let them know that we are always thinking and always having them part of the plan. Oh, that's beautiful. Even, so. though, even though it's a speaker, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just uh, during your ger- during your introduction, you, you you talked about your you got a long history um, coaching at the at the junior level. Um, that's that's excellent. Yeah, for myself, yeah, I'm I'm thirty thirty four thirty five now, and when I was coming up as a you know, sort of nine nine ten year old, uh, like there wasn't that many 
um, Pacific Islander coaches yeah, uh, in the junior level. Um, it was made, yeah, and look, yeah, I was lucky to have the coaches I had. They, yeah, they, I think all sort of all coaches, especially the junior uh, volunteer coaches, are um, they're good people, they're dedicated people. But um, yeah, it's it's excellent to to see that there's um, Pacifica coaches uh, out there as well in the ranks. Are you are you seeing uh, real growth in the um, among in Pacifica participation in the coaching ranks? Uh. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I, I'm so happy that um, there's a lot of growth. Um, the numbers continue to increase as uh, Pacifica coaches out there. Yeah. Not only just the junior clubs, but you know they're slowly uh, getting recognised for their hard work into the rep programs as well. That's good. Um, I know that some other private schools, uh, schoolboy rugby, there is a Pacific Islander involvement in there yep. in terms of coaching. Right. Um, so you know, um, just just that alone. Yeah. Uh, you know, you should. You know, you should be so so grateful. Eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So so grateful, and talk about you know coaching and. And the uh, Aboriginal people here mm. was excellent. My coaching career started from Gary Ella. Aye. The great Gary Ella. Yeah. Uh, he asked me to coach uh, 20 years ago at Two Blues. Aye, yeah. So I met at Two Blues. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he is now, but yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah, awesome. you know, it, it took a person on that to. Um, yeah. To get some of us people started, us Pacific Island coaches yeah. started, and, and there's a stack of them. Yeah, yeah, there's a stack of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah, and you, you sort of see. Um, I mean, most of the at the elite level, most clubs will have because of the large um, Islander participation you know, within the player base. Most of these places in the back office will have. You know, I've got a coach. There's someone in their welfare team of uh, Islander background, just because. Yeah, you know, it sometimes. Yeah, it does take. It can it can take a different approach, right? Exactly, and, and you can't probably look past um, the highest level of rugby here in Australia. The Wallaby coach, sure. And you know, Dave Rennie yep. is a strong ambassador of Pacific Islander background. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, it just goes to show that those uh, aspirational coaches out there, yeah. Uh, they can look towards a figure like Dave Rennie. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, hopefully there's the same pathway for, for them as coaches. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, one of our, you know, we, we've done it. I think he's the only Pacific Island coach in the world. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or a tier, tier one nation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Considering yeah, how, 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 how professional the game is now. Exactly. It just goes to show um, that we're capable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're definitely capable of um, given the right resources and given the right environment and support. Um, you know, our people are more than capable of, you know, uh, coaching high honours. Yeah, very good. Uh, that's well said. Um, just going, go, going uh, back to participate, player participation, there's there's sort of a feeling, uh, an urban myth around some uh, rugby union fans that uh, rugby league seems to be leading the way in Pacific Islander participation, and then rugby union is is next in line with 
you know, still large participation, but not as much. Uh, do you see this to be the case? Uh, and if so, uh, why? Why do you think that might be the case? I, I do. Uh, I, uh, I'm glad we're the top three up there. Yeah. <laughs> top three. Uh, but it's, it's an ongoing battle, yep. uh, especially in the Western Sydney District, eh? Sure. You know, you know, the Penrith and uh, the Parramatta kids, the league was so attractive. Yeah. Um, attractive. But by saying that, you know, uh, uh, we targeted November because we know that the uh, rugby league development for young kids, yeah. uh, their preseason starts around November. And I'm looking at the, the union kids. Yeah. You know, they're waiting for January, February to yeah. start. But training I guess so we specifically targeted them to have something active uh, union rugby union wise um, but to get back to your point you know it's always an ongoing battle Jimmy yep. you know um, I'm not too sure how to fix it or where the numbers are differentiated sure I mean uh, to, to be clear it's not for lack of trying because there's people there's many people like yourself who are out there doing like doing the good work on the ground and trying to build that participation? So it's it's not for lack of trying, correct? Uh, yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, but you know, we, we've got the gym blue uh, on the fifteens and eighteens to try and attract some of those players there. I, I'm not sure what, how much more you can do as as rugby Australia. Sure. I, I'm really not too sure how much you can do because it's so competitive in the, in the rugby league world. Yeah. You know, they're in the schools. Uh, they don't have... Uh, uh, they have an open competition with private schools and all that can participate yeah. in. Yeah. Um, you know, some of our kids are, are probably less fortunate to... Yeah, uh, to be involved in those competitions, you know the GPS uh, schools. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know we'll, we'll talk about Joseph Sawali. You know he's a, a union man through and through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And went to a union school. Yep. You know, and he was on track to be one of the youngest uh, wallabies out there while he was still in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there have been some valiant efforts sure. out there to try and keep them yeah. as a union player. But, you know, that's the life of um, the competitiveness uh, between the league and union is so hard to... Yeah. Uh, so hard to balance out. I mean, that that sort of encapsulates that. that jo- Joseph Suwali, um, that, that story, which I think every rugby union fan sort of saw that playing out in the headlines and just you, 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 your head fell in your hands uh, as you saw it unfold. That sort of encapsulates yeah. the, the struggle, right, at, at a very sort of basic level. Of like the union finds them, develops them, and then they, yeah, they, they for one reason or another, just yeah, at, at the last level just sort of um, get taken away or they leave with their own accord. Uh, right before they're about to sort of bear fruit, kind of thing. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and um, the the effects of it is pretty long lasting because 
Joseph Sorrelli was part of uh, a schoolboy, Australian schoolboy team. They made history. They beat New Zealand. Yeah, right, yeah. And if I can remember correctly, there's one about seven or nine, seven to nine Pacific Island players there. Yeah. In that schoolboys team, and one about four of them have gone to the league straight after yeah, school. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, every year it's uphill battle. Sure. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah. to maintain these kids. Yeah, because I mean, where yeah, I mean, people know where these kids are. You know, they're not. You know, I mean, I, I was lucky. I, you know, I I went to um, I went to a private school in Sydney, and um, I played rugby in the CAS competition. And I didn't see mm. myself in many of my teammates or many of the other teams that we faced. Um, everyone knows where these kids are. Like that. Yeah, they're, they're not necessarily at these private schools there's a higher percentage i think it might be fair to say um outside of the cas and, and gps systems i mean like is there is, is there an onus as much as they're doing is there an onus on new south wales rugby union and rugby australia to try and do more to get tap tap this talent at a younger age and and so we don't sort of lose as many joseph Swalis or I don't want to be a coach, uh, can't make it happen by going to his door and knocking on his door, yeah, sitting sure. down with him. Uh, that's I'm not fair. too sure how our chances are, right? Yeah, no, that's Honestly, fair. Honestly, the ideas, you know, yeah. to forward them off to uh, New South Wales Rugby or yeah. Rugby Australia, I'm sure they'll appreciate anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, well, to maintain this talent, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's that's uh, that's fairly put. I mean, yeah, and, and, and that was widely... Uh, Widely uh, circulated was the, the the yarn about Dave Rennie sort of going going there and, and sitting down with the Swali family and saying, you know, like this, you know, the pathway's there for him. Yeah, you know, he he can be whatever he wants to be. He just needs to sort of come with us and then, um, well, initially South, right, and then and then the Roosters um, sort of got him in the end, which is nice for which is nice for them. Um, yeah. You know, I said many, many, uh, if not all, Islander families would have that sort of one or two members who uh, everyone says, "Oh, you know, they could have played for Fiji or Samoa, or the the Wallabies, if they just had the chance." Um, that's probably true for a lot of Indigenous and, and and white families too. But that's a yarn I hear again and again at family gatherings. In your work, like how how often as a as a as a junior coach, like how often do you see a kid that? Either yeah, in your club or other clubs that you're like, oh, that's yeah, like he could be anything. Like how how often does that does does a kid like that sort of stop you in your tracks? Uh, I, I I'll be honest with you, that's a reoccurring uh, um, situation here out in the Western Sydney areas. Right. That that topic about kids having the potential can be something, should be playing for this team. Yeah. And um, he can make it big time. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's reoccurring. You know, we have this, this topic of discussion all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know yourself, you, you know, before you could name one or two. Yeah. But now you can name five or six. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can, you know, it's, it's unlimited. Yeah. Uh, about the potential that some of these kids have. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at a generation that, you know, 
just throw off a few names the mm. center for Parramatta Eels, you know, Will Pitasini. Yeah. Uh, captain for Kings College. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, playing, playing obviously converted over to a rugby league, but, you know, those kind of names, we were talking about Joseph Sawali when yeah. they were 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Then, you know, we, you got kids around them. They're playing with them. Yeah. They're all in the same discussion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I look today, you know, I, I, I look today, I, you know, they could have a, a, a lone Western Sydney team. Sure. And it'd be just as competitive as a, a, a normal under-16s New South Wales team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the Koori kids out there, um, their natural flair, you know, Gary Ella, I mean, Mark Ella always has um, these programs going on up yeah. and down uh, Australia. You know, the, the Lord McDermott's, the Lordies. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, there, there's just so much uh, that you can talk about, so many kids that you can talk about. Um, you can align them with, with any player. Yeah. You know, He's the next currently Bill. Uh, you know, he's the next Israel Falau or something like that, you know? Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that discussion's ongoing. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, excellent. Uh, that's, um, that's yeah, that's really good. That's I mean, it's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know that the talent's out there as well. That's Because, um, yeah, as I said, yeah, when I was sort of coming up, it, yeah, it'd be sort of every now and then you'd see a kid, you're like, oh, geez, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll see him later on. But now, yeah, it looks like that's that's a more common thing. So that's good. Um, so just coming to the end of the chat, um, what's your, we got the Rugby World Cup coming up uh, next year in France. Um, just thinking back through your sort of rugby um, rugby viewing days, what's what's your favourite um, your favorite memory from Rugby World Cup? Oh, <laughs> there's a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few. I, you know, you have to enjoy the fact that the miners um, get on top of the, the tier one nations. Yeah, big they're time. the big dogs. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that's a really always enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but some of my favorite memories are the teams that are supposed to win would. Yeah, yeah, you sure. know, they would. Um, but if we talk about the last World Cup, and here's an interesting statistic, uh, and, we, and you know, we talked about it for years. The last World Cup, the squad was made up of nearly 50 to 7 to 60 percent of Pacific Islanders. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And that's across the yeah, non Pacific Islander nations as well, right? Exactly. And yeah, my friend stated at one time on his uh, uh, on his uh, what you call it podcast, yeah, that we only make two percent of the population. Yeah, right. And the World Cup squad they sent in the the previous year was close to sixty percent Pacific Islanders. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and that's probably one of my um, probably most happiest uh, memories of World Cups just to see a little influence in, in the top tier one nations of Pacific Islanders. Yeah. From Japan, 
the obviously the Wallabies and All Blacks. Uh, you got them trickled in in England. You got a little sprinkling, you know, in the USA. Yeah. Rugby. Uh, you know, got them in Ireland. You got them in France. Yeah. You know, there's a heavy influence, or not a heavy influence, but there is this uh, influence out there. Yeah, sure. For Pacific Island. Yeah. Pacific Island players, yeah. Um, just, just uh, lastly, just to leave everyone on a hopefully positive note. <laughs> uh, you and Pacific Light, uh, you and people like yourself are doing such amazing work with kids uh, who both play rugby just because they love to play it and also kids who one day they will go on to that elite level. Uh, you're working at the coalface of grassroots rugby. What's what's the state of grassroots rugby in in New South Wales? Is, is it in a good place? Yes, it does. Yes, yeah. yeah, and it's a, a a topic of discussion, you know, for many years. So how's grassroots rugby going? Sure. Um, you know, there's always room for improvement. Yep. Uh, there's always, you know, room for more numbers. Sure. Room for rugby union players. Mm. Um, the grounds and the facilities. Right, yeah. But at, at, the, yeah, at the time being right now, I, I can't speak on behalf of you know anybody in particular, but my personal view is that there's definitely a lot more room to improve on. Okay, sure. Uh, for for grassroots rugby, yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, at least it's... Um, at, at least it's it's been identified though, right? Like, that that's good. At least people aren't sort of walking past it not realising that there's more that can be done. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And I like to see it more, uh, more in the, you know, the western city areas and the remote areas as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we still got to get that culture, the rugby union culture, and follow through. Right, and get yeah, where that's that's such a big thing, right? Is the, the the cultural aspect where, like, we need these kids to see rugby union as. But we need them to see themselves in rugby union so that they uh, sort of at the at the high levels at least so that they um, want to stay with it. Yeah, you know? gives them something to shoot towards. Yeah, it does. And, 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 you know, we're trying to differentiate you being football playing grassroots rugby football. Yeah, just to get somewhere both in league and rugby. Yeah, yeah, big time. You know, those are the kids that are tough to uh, to maintain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's all usually, you know, in a particular area. Sure. But you you go across the other ditch to, uh, uh, let's, let's just say the northern beaches or something like that, they, they breed, bleed, and sleep rugby. Yeah, big time. You know, you just have that demographical area yeah. where rugby is you know, the, the, um, the number one sport. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah, so the generations pass it down, you know, there's no power clubs like Randwick and, you know, Gordon and all of them, sure. you know, they're based on players that are being ready from generation to generation. Yeah, Just nice. really rugby union, yeah. Cool. The, there's so, so many, from a coaching aspect, and going back to the, the, the sort of the value of... Um, having that sort of Pacific Islander eye at the, within sort of the coaching teams, 
a lot of the speaking very, 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 very generally, um, a lot of the best things about Pacific Islander rugby they're not they're not te- they're not teachable. They're just sort of it is it's there and you can't sort of describe it, but you know you know it when you see it. And if you if you got it, you've got it, and you never lose it. And if you don't have it, it's very very hard to train, right? It's the skill that you can't be, can't be coached. Sure. Um, I mean, if Sonny Bill Williams didn't have an offload game right. as an All Black, I don't think he'll be an All Black for very long, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and you, you look at Curly Bill, some of the things, I mean, the best highlights of Curly Bill is when he was at school. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was the highlight. That was because that was when I was I was in year twelve. I think he was in year eleven, maybe. And yeah. we 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 played a um, a preseason game, a preseason round against um, against sending yeah yeah oh, yeah sorry it's Joey's and I mean you almost from when he when he ran on the pitch, like you knew he was different. You knew he was a cut above, and we we had. Paddy, Paddy McCabe, like famous Wallaby. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and he was sort of doing the same thing on our side. But, yeah, Kurt, it was, I mean, everyone's like, who's this kid? And, um, yeah, because, pe- pe- yeah, he wasn't sort of in the CAS system. But, uh, yeah, you talk to people who, who went to GPS schools and they're like, no, nah, yeah, we, we knew exactly who Kurt Lee Beal was. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's just naturally bred. Yeah. Yeah, naturally brilliant. And we want to keep some of that, eh? Yeah, yeah of we course. want to filter it all the way to the top level if they could. Sure. Yeah. My um my wife, she's actually um she's related to the Ella brothers and um oh, wow. Yeah. And she, she always she talks about uh her uncle Glenn having to yeah, you know, during his early days at Joey's, um yeah, you know, Uncle Glenn was was um Heavily involved with Kurtley and his sort of his rugby journey, and 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 he would he would sort of have to go to where Kurtley was staying, pick him up, and drive like force him to go exactly. to Joey's because he yeah exactly the only thing he loved about Joey's was the football, and obviously now you know, you, you hear him talk about it, and he, yeah, he, as an adult, as a mature man, he um he gets it, you know, the, you know the overall value that the Joey's uh, system sort of sort of provided him, but um yeah, there's um. There's some really really funny yarns sort of sitting down with with with, with some of the people around these elite players. Um, so yeah, like they, there's definitely support systems around these kids that if they're not there, like that's those kids. Yeah, they end up doing yeah other jobs or yeah just not sort of progressing in sport, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And they and they and they, and they lose the love of sport in their early twenties. Sure, yeah, right, because other, other things come along. Yeah, they just drop right off. Yeah. Uh, so these are the golden years, you know, for the kids to prep for a possible career or continue playing because they love the game. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I forgot to mention, Jeremy, uh, the tournament, the Pasasika Youth Cup, is all about uh, showing awareness to suicide and gang wars out here in the Western Sydney area. Yeah, nice. Code wars. Yeah. That's excellent. So that what, what, a, what a good cause, hey? Yeah, it, it, it has to be because unfortunately, you know, it's 
It's ongoing here. You know, we've had ten suicide th- this year. Yep. Uh, junior rugby players, and yep. also last year. And these game wars, you know, these code wars, is just getting out of hand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you see, you see it on the on the news, but yeah, to be sort of around it as well would be uh, just yeah. a totally different thing. So, I right, shout out to you and and and, and your team for for putting that sort of front and centre in your um in your messaging. That's excellent. Mm, appreciate that. Yeah, and I'll um I'll put some um yeah for the listeners, yeah, just check the show notes. Um if you are having trouble, you're in a tough time, I'll put some um some contact details for some uh, good resources for um suicide prevention and even if you just need someone to talk to, I'll put that down there as well. So uh definitely sort of look into that if you uh if you need it. Oh, beautiful. Let me know uh, if you want to go live at the, at the games too. Oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can set you up a, a spot there. Oh, uh, holy moly. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a strong yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that will keep talking. Stay in touch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, brother. Um, again, I really appreciate your time and I look forward to um, to, to seeing yeah, what, you, uh, what you achieve uh, in uh, November. Let's do it. We're all in the same. We're all together, man. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, sorry, any, uh, before we uh, go off, any shout-outs, anyone you want to sort of mention? Uh, just all the kids out there, you know, jump on board, share the page, because the awareness of suicide and gang wars is going to be more important, yeah. Very good, very good. All right. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good right. day, man. You too. And that was my chat with Jason Lemusu. And what a chat it was. He's such a passionate guy doing uh, such important work in the uh, rugby space. So, so happy to have him on and um, and fortunate as well. You know, he's um, obviously a very, very busy man. So uh, I was lucky to have him on the podcast. And he made it so easy as well. You know, when I reached out to him, he came straight back to me. So I can't thank him enough. Um, Now, if you'd like to hear more about the uh, Pacifica Youth Cup, either as, um, as participant or uh, especially if you'd like to um, be involved in supporting it uh, financially or in any other way, you know, the new vol- volunteers out there throughout the, uh, throughout the competition, uh, please reach out to Jason uh, via email at jason.lemusu at gmail.com. Also like to encourage everyone to please, if you enjoyed the episode, um, rate it. Five stars, uh, ten out of ten, um, whatever the metric is on the uh, platform that you're you're listening to us on, and uh, please uh, subscribe as well, and uh, just recommend it. You know, word of mouth is the uh, is uh, the most um, the, the most powerful thing uh, that's going to spread this podcast around. So please just tell your family and your friends about it. Um, I'm going to be bringing out episodes, you know, hopefully weekly, uh, otherwise fortnightly. Uh, but I've got some really really good guests lined up. Uh, I think it's going to be great. So please, um, please just find us on Instagram and Facebook, the Coconut Wireless Podcast uh, on both of those, and um, just follow us there. And that's where you'll find out ep- um, information on upcoming episodes, and also just um, just some 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 other info on things that are happening around the podcast. So it's a, it's a good good way to sort of stay in touch with us. Um, if you'd like to be on an episode. Uh, again, just reach out to us uh, via our socials, either Facebook or Instagram. Um, otherwise, you can email us at coconutwirelesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm checking the social media um, multiple times a day, so that's probably the best way to um, 
to reach out to us. Um, that's about it for me. So thank you so much and um, hope to talk to you soon.